It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word SHOW to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text SHOW to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Well, we've got some breaking news you got to deal with here. Welcome, it's Eric Erickson across the nation. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, welcome everybody. Uh, the job openings and labor turnover survey showed employment listing nudged down to $8.79 million, uh, in line with the Dow estimate, but it's the lowest level since March of 2021. The ratio of job openings to available workers fell to 1.4 to 1, uh, still elevated, but sharply lower. It had been 2 to 1. There were two jobs for every one worker. Now it's about 1.4 jobs for every one worker. This is the lowest it's been since 2021. It looks like labor markets are starting to slow down. The NASDAQ and the Dow falling on the news today. They might be able to rebound, but as we start today, the Dow's down over 200, NASDAQ down over 100, uh, reacting to the news. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. Um, that's your breaking news. I got to actually start, though, with more on the Claudine Gay situation. Uh, if you text Eric, E-R-I-C, actually, you know what? Text the word data, D-A-T-A, text data to 33777. I'm going to send you back a link to my show notes email. You can you should click it, subscribe, you'll get a discount uh, for for the if you want to if you want to get the paid subscription you get a whole lot more for I mean it's seventy bucks a year but um, this morning's piece I don't want to read it to you but my basic point this morning was that one of the stories we're not talking about with this Claudine Gay situation at Harvard the president who resigned is that. Um, the moral relativism of the left on this, they want the right to be held to a standard they don't want to be held to. They demand that everyone called January 6, 2021 an in, in insurrection. They can't bring themselves to use the word plagiarism when it comes to one of their own. They're screaming racism at everyone, saying this is all a racist attack. The woman plagiarized, and they can't bring themselves to acknowledge it didn't matter what any one of the right does. It does not matter what Chris Rufo did. If she hadn't plagiarized, she'd still have a job. Mara Gay is a on the New York Times editorial board. She's also a relative of Claudine Gay. Listen to this. The fact that she's a black woman and the first person uh, who is a, a black American to lead Harvard uh, only added to their thirst to dethrone her. And, you know, those attacks, you don't have to, I don't have to say that they're racist because you can hear and see the racism, the attacks when people like Vivek Ramaswamy say, uh, you know, 
uh, okay, this is this is a problem about diversity and hiring. I mean, this is racism as well. So there's a lot of different layers here, but I don't want to miss the attacks on academic freedom. And I think it's much easier to target women or women of color, um, but ultimately it's not going to stop there. That, that's more, you can hear she's kind of deflated. She's lost this fight. But now here's a Harvard law professor. Listen to this one. They were very hurtful. I think that they certainly, um, they, they helped bring her down. But no, I, don't, I have not seen any evidence that uh, Claudine Gay was uh, guilty of true plagiarism. Uh, she may have been guilty in the distant past of uh, some sloppiness. That, that, that's probably the case. But um, not, not anything like the allegations are making her out to be. Okay, we can stop there. There's another angle here. Listen. This morning, my point on Claudine Gay is that the left demands the right always be held to a standard. They refuse to be held to themselves. A number of years ago, Katie Couric uh, did a documentary on gun violence and edited a clip selectively to make gun rights activists look stupid. She asked them a very straightforward question of what about terrorists and blah, 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 owning guns if you don't have background checks. And they gave her the great answer uh, of, well, you actually do go through a check when you buy a gun. And also, if you haven't been found guilty of anything, you don't give up your constitutional rights. And if you're not from this country, you can't buy a gun in this country. you got to be an American citizen, et cetera, et cetera. So they, they gave her the real answer. And she edited out, or the director did, their response, which was a coherent, reasonable response. And it made them look like they were didn't have an answer to the question. It was silence and people looking at each other, completely edited. When the Washington Free Beacon pointed this out, the New York Times says, uh, website says, Katie Kirk to this. She, the website didn't say it. She actually did it. But they couldn't bring themselves to condemn one of their own for doing what they would have condemned had someone on the right done it. And now the Washington Free Beacon again does journalism exposing Claudine Gay's plagiarism. And the New York Times says the Washington Free Beacon let a conservative opposition movement against Claudine Gay. They, they reported her plagiarism. If you're not going to hold yourselves, progressives, to the standard you expect people the right to hold themselves to, don't expect people the right to hold themselves to the same standard. You want to understand why Trump? That. You circled the wagons around Bill Clinton uh, and in the Monica Lewinsky era saying how much she had done for feminists. And then you get offended by Donald Trump saying he could grab women by you know what? You, you get offended by that? You either have one standard for everybody or no standard. This is where your moral relativism gets you. I want to read for you Harvard's Guide to Using Sources, Avoiding Plagiarism. If you got my morning email, you'd see the screenshot. This is from Harvard itself. When you fail to cite your sources or when you cite them inadequately, you are plagiarizing, which is taken extremely seriously at Harvard, unless you're the president. Plagiarism is defined as the act of either intentionally or unintentionally submitting work that was written by someone else. If you turn in a paper that was written by someone else, or 
if you turn in a paper in which you have included material from other sources without citing the sources, you have plagiarized. That is exactly what Claudine Gay did. She turned in a paper in which she included material from another source without citing the source. In fact, the latest allegations are from this work by David Cannon, another professor, where she pretty much verbatim quoted multiple paragraphs of his work and listed him in the bibliography, but didn't actually attribute his words to him in the printed text. There's a larger issue, though. I dealt with moral relativism this morning, and I want to deal with racism now. A lot of academics, particularly black academics, are screaming that the attacks against Claudine Gay are racist. You heard Mara Gay from the New York Times on uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC saying she doesn't even have to call it racism. You can see it's, it's transparently racist, the attacks on Claudine Gay. You know what racism is here? It's the assumption that Claudine Gay is too stupid to meet the standards everyone else is expected to meet. That's the underlying thing here is that this black woman doesn't have to rise to the level of white people, that she should be given a pass on mediocre research, that because she's black, we're not going to hold her to a higher standard. And if you try to hold her to the higher standard, you're the racist. No, the racism is thinking that this black woman should not have to rise to a higher level. That's the racism. And what we're seeing from a lot of academics is their racism that, oh, this poor black woman, she shouldn't have to cite her sources. She should be allowed to get away with the plagiarism. She should be allowed to have mediocre research and not a lot of writings and rise to the level of a Harvard president with fewer things written by her and fewer research done, less research done than anyone else who's been Harvard's president. We should make an exception for her because she's a black woman. That's racism. Assuming Claudine Gay isn't smart enough to rise to a white academic level. Giving her a pass on plagiarism, Harvard students are not given. This again, this is the actual written text at Harvard on its website on avoiding plagiarism. And I quote, plagiarism is defined as the act of either intentionally or unintentionally submitting work that was written by someone else. If you turn in a paper that was written by someone else, or if you turn in a paper in which you have included material from any source without citing that source, you have plagiarized. That is what she did. Any white student at Harvard would be suspended or expelled for doing what Claudine Gay did. And progressives, particularly black academic progressives, think that she should be given a pass. No one else is given. Ibram Kendi is not a bright man. You can tell Ibram Kendi is not a bright man by reading him. His word salads that he writes are some of the most convoluted things you will ever read. And he hides his ignorance through convoluted sentence structures so that you can presume, I guess I'm not smart enough to understand him. No, you should be smart enough to understand he's not smart. I remember a video of Ibram Kendi who was asked to define anti-racism. And one of the things you learn in like fifth grade is never use the word you're trying to define in the definition. And he couldn't define racism and anti-racism without using the word racism. Because Ibram Kendi thinks that you should be able to hold black people to a different standard than white people. This 
is extrapolated into American society as a whole, what we're seeing with the crime wave around the country in places like Washington, D.C., New Orleans, Chicago, Los Angeles. It is progressives across the racial spectrum. Progressives want to hold black criminals to a lesser standard than white criminals. And we have this disproportionate violence in the black community. Kids getting killed on the street in drive-by shootings. The first murder in Chicago has already happened just after midnight on January 1st. Gangs, gang violence, carjackings of kids, and they don't want to put these people in prison. Uh, you, you, you process them and you let them out because they, they've had a hard life. It's, it's systemic racism. We shouldn't expect them to rise to a higher level because society's been against them. We keep making excuses to define bad behavior down, to allow people to get away with things we wouldn't let anyone else get away with. There's your racism. The racism is assuming because of the color of your skin, you can't elevate yourself to a higher standard. The man is out to get you. Society is out to get you. And you're not supposed to rise to the challenge. We're supposed to let you get by. We're supposed to let Harvard's president get by with plagiarizing because of the color of her skin. That is racist. You either hold everybody to one standard or no standard at all. It's a common theme on the left. Eaten up with moral relativism, rotten morally to the core, that you, by virtue of the color of your skin or your gender, you should be able to get away with something other people can't. We should treat you differently from everyone else. It's why they now abhor Martin Luther King Jr.'s statement that we should uh, judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin, because they want you to be judged by the color of your skin, and they want to give you a pass depending on your skin color at a different level. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. And the left has turned that on its head, that you don't have to be equal anymore. If you're not white, you get a pass on stuff we would never give a white person a pass on. Claudine Gay should never have been Harvard's president based on her academic research, her academic performance, uh, and the research she did, the writing she did, based on the objective standards of how they've hired other Harvard presidents in the past. She was not qualified to be Harvard's president, but they gave her a pass because of the color of her skin. And then once she got into that position, they decided to give her a pass on her plagiarism because of the color of her skin. You're going to continue to have racism in this country until everyone is held to a higher standard that does not look at the color of someone's skin but looks at what they actually do in life and holds them to a high standard. The racists in this case are Claudine Gay's defenders, and they don't even realize it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Welcome back. The phone number 877-973-7425. Andy, let me go to you here. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, Eric. Thanks for uh, taking my call and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Um, the um, I thought about calling in yesterday, but uh, kind of held back. But today, I, I think you're hitting on a point that I really feel uh, irate about. Uh, the Claudine Gay situation is terrible, but I think even just as bad as that is people like this David Cannon guy. I just cannot believe that a guy in higher education would approve of this sort of thing. And I do, uh, I do have a, a similarity, a similar situation that occurred a few years ago. And unfortunately it was with one of my favorite authors, a guy by the name of Stephen Ambrose. Oh yeah. And he, yeah. He was very familiar. Yeah. Some of your uh, listeners may be familiar with Band of Brothers, mm-hmm. Undaunted Courage, just very prolific author. And he died under a cloud of the same kind of thing that Claudine Gay is going through right now. And, and there were, you know, it seems like some of these academics have a bit of Stockholm syndrome with, for lack of a better way of putting Look, it, I, I I think it's I don't think it's Stockholm syndrome. I, I think they're willing. They've been so many of the current professors that have are so willing to give passes to uh, non-white people rising through the ranks of academia because they think it's been too white for so long. They're willing to turn a blind eye towards uh, someone like Claudine Gay that they wouldn't, for example, for for when when Ambrose died. So it was two thousand two, if I remember that the allegations came out about Ambrose. And he had to work to resolve those over time and sustain furious academic criticisms about himself. And his response was, well, I tell stories. And I've woven in quotes from other people into my stories. I wish I'd put quotation marks around them, but I didn't, but it's not plagiarism. I put them in the bibliography. And he was vilified by academics across the country for what he had done, despite being a brilliant writer. And yet they won't hold her to the same standard. Now, a lot of banks aren't being held to good standards by the federal government. You've got banks going under and over-leveraged in debt these days. My friends at Swiss America want you to help, to help you protect your hard-earned assets. And they've got this report out about the war on cash. Uh, the government and corporations, you find this more and more where you go to stores and they don't want to take your cash. They want you to use a credit card. Uh, you got social scores coming in China and stuff. You need to understand what's happening. They have this report. The Secret War on Cash, you can get a free copy of it. It's very eye-opening. You call or text 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash includes digital forms of currency. It's spreading daily. Read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners. All you do is mention my full name, Eric Erickson. You call or text 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. You can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, or call or text, just text them my full name, Eric Erickson, to 800-289-2646. They will send you their free report, Secret War on Cash. Message and data rates may apply. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. 
With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Greetings, conversationalists. I am delighted to have you here with me. The Epstein list you're all waiting for has been delayed again till later this month. It might hang itself before it gets released. We'll find out. We'll keep our eyes out for it. <laughs> uh, I suspect there will be a lot of people you've never heard of, and they're all going to lose their jobs for being on that list. Um, I, I look, I, I really, I should move on, but I've got a couple other points that I just, I, I really, I wanted to make on this gay situation, Claudine gay situation. First of all, I got to play you this audio. This, this is a CNN reporter, Matt Egan. I don't, I don't know Matt. But listen to his explanation of the Claudine Gay story. These plagiarism allegations uh, where Claudine Gay has had to issue corrections, um, multiple corrections. Now, we should note that um, Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her writings. Uh, she's been accused of sort of a, more like a copying uh, other people's writings without attribution. So it's been more sloppy ap- attribution than stealing anyone's ideas. Um, wait, hang on. These what? plagiarism allegations uh, where Claudine Gay has had to issue corrections, um, multiple corrections. Now, we should note that um, Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her writings. Wasn't accused uh, of stealing she's been ideas. accused of sort of a, more like a copying uh, other people's writings without attribution. <laughs> more so more it's like been copying more other people's writings without attribution than stealing anyone's ideas. You mean like plagiarism? Plagiarism. The, the, they can't bring themselves to acknowledge what she did. One of the remarkable aspects of this story is how you see the left in such a bubble. They can't acknowledge. You know, this is, and I admit going into this, this is, a, this is an awkward comparison. But when Hamas did what it did on October 7th, the number of people on the left who couldn't bring themselves to acknowledge the atrocity of Hamas because they didn't want to give any sort of sympathy to the Jews or to Israel because they saw Israel bad. It is a, though it's a horrific thing compared to what Claudine Gay did, it comes from the same progressive mindset, uh, this, this uh, critical theory mindset of you have colonizers and colonized, you have the oppressor and the oppressed, and anything the oppressed does can be justified and excused in retaliation to the oppressor. This is how broken this ideology is, that you get a pass for your bad behavior because of your skin color or because of where you live in the world. Keith Boykin uh, worked for Obama. He is the author of a book, Why Does Everything Have to Be About Race? He's a National Black Justice Coalition coordinator. I I don't know the guy. But he put up this tweet yesterday. If we're going to start scrutinizing every detail of college presidents' past writings for technical attribution issues, then let's do it. Let's go look at everyone's past writings, not just Claudine Gay at Harvard. Let's put them all under a microscope and see how they hold up. Okay. Your terms are acceptable, Keith Boykin. 
This is this is what you get in the left wing bubble. It's like you know with the Second Amendment cases. I remember after the Heller decision that uh, says the Second Amendment is actually an individual right. They had all these leftists say, "Oh well, the moment all these white people see all the number of black people getting guns, they're going to rethink it." And it's like, <laughs> "Welcome, your terms are acceptable. Let's give every black family in America a shotgun, a rifle, and a handgun, and give them the ammunition as well. Give it, give it to all of them. Thank you." I mean, the, the fact that they really thought, "Oh well, if black people get guns, these white people from the south aren't going to like the Second Amendment." No, no. Well, that's what we want is we want every black family to be able to have the right of self-defense. Or on the abortion issue, when, after the, the Roe v. Wade decisions tossed in Dobbs, all these, these pro-abortion progressives came out and said, well, I guess these people on the right are suddenly going to want fathers to take responsibility. I bet they're, no, no, we want fathers to take responsibility for their children. Yes, your terms are acceptable. How do they not understand in their bubble what we on our side actually want? Because they don't think we're worth considering is what it is. that They think it's beneath them to have to relate to us. It really is remarkable how this progressive bubble allows them to go through life without ever having to consider there are people who disagree with them. It is remarkable that they think they don't have to hold themselves to the same standard. Do you all remember a couple of years ago now, the... National Museum of African American History, it put up a chart, aspects and assumptions of whiteness and white culture in the United States. White dominant culture or whiteness refers to the ways white people and their traditions, attitudes, and ways of life have been normalized over time and are now considered standard practices in the United States. And since white people still hold most of the institutional power in America, we have all internalized some aspects of white culture, including people of color. So rugged individualism, a hallmark of white color, the idea that people should be self-reliant, the idea that independence and autonomy are highly valued and rewarded, the idea that individuals are assumed to be in control of their environment, so you get what you deserve. That's that's apparently whitey. Family structure, the idea that a father, a mother, and, and multiple children is the ideal social unit, that the, the husband is the breadwinner and head of the household, that the wife is a homemaker and subordinate to the, to the husband, that children should have their own rooms and be independent. Uh, that's whiteness. Scientific method. The idea that there should be objective thinking, that there should be cause and effect relationships, that you should have quantitative emphasis, or that that history should be looked at through the Western and Judeo-Christian tradition, or I love the, the Protestant work ethic, the idea that you should work before you play, or that hard work is the key to success, and that um, your job is who you are and you should respect authority. Or future orientation, that you should plan for the future, that you should embrace delayed gratification, that progress is always best. And and if you follow a rigid time schedule, if you believe that you should do your work on time in a timely manner, that's whiteness. Justice based on the English common law, that's whiteness. Actually, that's because this United States of America was actually derived from England. And then this is this is a great one, competition. That competition is whiteness. The idea that you should um, base yourself around majority rules, that uh, you should be action-oriented, 
that you should try to be the best you can be, that this is all whiteness. Now, you should understand that they withdrew this after controversy and that the underlying research is actually garbage. It's not actually based on anything. It's someone's opinion who is a, uh, a, a like black studies professor or some such, but not actually based on any research, just their opinion that if you believe things should be done on time, that's part of white culture. That doesn't come from anywhere other than somebody pulled it out of their butt, but it was embraced by progressives. Progressives believe these things. We are arrived at a neo-Confederate mindset on the left that black Americans in particular don't have to rise to a standard, that black Americans can't succeed because of systemic racism. What they first did is they told us you don't have to work as hard. And then when everybody fell behind, they said, well, it's systemic racism. So you don't have to work even, you can work even less. They just keep creating excuses to ignore their failures. They create excuses to ignore the, what's happening in, in urban areas around the country, the collapse of family, dads in jail, violence. It's like, for example, when you talk about violence in Chicago, when you talk about gun violence in Chicago, you're not allowed to talk about it. I've been told this. I hear other people, when you bring up gun violence on the south side of Chicago, well, that's for the black community of Chicago to talk about, not you, white person. Except nobody's talking about it. Violence keeps happening. They don't want to deal with it because, you, you know, it's, it's racism if you deal with these things. We have an entire collapse in our society, and it's a multiracial collapse. It extends into white people in Appalachia. We have a fentanyl crisis. We have all these things. And the left just keeps creating new excuses and new intellectual paradigms to avoid having to deal with their failures. And when you challenge them, you're labeled as racist. When you challenge and suggest there's a better way, and that way is you work hard, you apply yourself, you stop making excuses, and stop treating yourself as a victim. As an aside here, and this is where I make my host home audience mad. A lot of you want to be victims too in politics. You want to believe the election was stolen. You want to believe that everybody's out to get your guy. You want to believe that the deck is stacked against you. You want to believe that unless you you win on your terms, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. That's the victimology too. That's victimization too. You, you, you would rather embrace the loss and claim it was stolen from you than to try to do better. And, and you, by the way, are furious with me. Some of you right now, you're reaching for your keyboard or you're calling to leave me a voicemail, but you know deep down I'm right and you just can't bring yourself to acknowledge it. And it's the same thing that's happening with the left. You'd rather be a victim and feel sorry for yourself then work harder, do better, stop believing stupid things, and come to the truth. Oh, I know. I'm I'm burning bridges with everybody now. Here it goes. I mentioned something in passing yesterday and got two voicemails from people. They were all old people. 
upset with me, telling me, shut up, stop sharing my opinion. Dude, I am a talk radio show host telling you what I think is literally my job. And some old Shannon somebody calls the Lisa Rochelle and says, we don't care what you think. Shut up with your opinion. Do you not know it's my job to tell you what I think? And I'm telling you people now, I see this on the right. It is not nearly as pervasive on the left. But some of you want to be victims. Some of you want to believe the world is out to get you. Some of you want to believe everything. This election's going to be stolen. I mean, you're already saying, oh, the election's going to be stolen. You want to be the victim. There are a lot of grifters out there making money off of people, letting you be the victim. You have designed your future to lose so that you don't actually have to put in the work to win. And then you can console yourself and blame everyone else. It's exactly what the left is doing with people like Claudine Gay, that she can't rise to the occasion. She can't meet the academic standard. Therefore, the whole world is out to get her, and it's racist, and she's the victim. Victimization in your victimhood is a choice, and too many people are choosing to see themselves as victims just so they don't even have to try to win. It's a lot easier to just to sit back, suck your thumb, and cry. Too many people on the left do just that. Now, now that I've alienated everyone and burned every bridge in sight, we should move on. <laughs> Y'all, I'm actually really excited to make this announcement. Um, I, I've, I've waited. I had to wait it because this is where we put it. But I have a new advertiser, and it's personal to me. And I, I want you to seriously consider them. It's, it's Old Glory Bank. They are my bank. And they reached out to me and said, could we advertise on your show? I was like, yes, I love you people. Uh, I literally, this is my bank, Old Glory Bank, uh, oldglorybank.com. Now, why do I use Old Glory Bank? Uh, well, so I, 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 my, we still have my wife's bank account from when she was a kid, but I moved a lot of my money into Old Glory Bank because, I one, I, I like the guys who run and I like their business model, which is – Increasingly, national banks are skeptical of doing business with, for example, a gun manufacturer or a gun shop or a gun owners or conservative talk radio show hosts. And so here's a bank that was designed to combat the sort of woke culture that's pervaded uh, the banking system in America now, where you're, you're not suddenly going to have your account flag tripped or, or shut down because – they read a news article that you happen to have a lot of guns or something. They, they're conservatives. They're out of Oklahoma. They actually bought a bank in Oklahoma. They've expanded it. They've rebranded it. It's Old Glory Bank. Uh, you can get checkings. You can get savings. Uh, you can do online bill pay. Everything that you can do with your bank, you can do with Old Glory Bank, except they not only share your values, they're not actually going to like come in and like like do these sort of things, that uh, cancelizations that a lot of bigger banks are doing to conservatives these days. And it really is a thing. It's happening. I know people who've lost their bank accounts because they happen to be in the gun industry. Uh, Old Glory Bank, y'all, they're good people. It's a good bank. I have thoroughly enjoyed using them. You can do everything online, and you can get an account set up within less than eight minutes. You can get an account set up. You just go to oldglorybank.com, oldglorybank.com. I don't have a landing page or anything with them. Just go to oldglorybank.com. You can set up an account in less than eight minutes. You can do checking. You can do savings. Their fees are entirely reasonable. Uh, their online bill pay system is so good. Uh, I have enjoyed using them. I think you will, too. If you need a bank, you need a bank for your kids, you need a savings account for your kids, consider them. OldGloryBank.com. OldGloryBank.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. They are in Noonan, Georgia, and they can help your business nationwide. If you're buying a building, building a building, you're buying out a franchise competitor, buying out, buying a franchise, expanding a franchise. These are the sorts of deals they do, and they've been doing this since the 90s. They want to help your business grow. They can help any business nationwide. By the way, I know the Frost family, they are super people, and they really have a passion for helping business grow. So if you're a business looking to grow and you're tired of dealing with other lenders, reach out to them, spend 10 minutes with them, firstlibertyga.com. Get all their contact info there, firstlibertyga.com. They help businesses across the nation. They can help you too. I, my buddy Eric just sent me this. This is hilarious. Uh, so the Babylon Bee right now, their top story is tragic. Hamas loses two leaders in one day. And it's a picture of the the assistant director of Hamas and Claudine Gay. <laughs> well played. Well played. My goodness gracious. Um, all right. Uh, real quick, before we go on to other stuff, David, I'm going to take your call. Welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. How you doing today? Good. How are you? Pretty good. So my question is, uh, there have to be hundreds of black academics in this country who are qualified to be president of Harvard. Why on earth did they pick her? Uh, because she was there and she was woke and she was leading their DEI efforts. Um, she was already at Harvard, had risen through the ranks at Harvard. Uh, and so they decided she would be the perfect pick. The first black female president of Harvard. That's they needed to check that box. Uh, and it, she happened to be there already on staff. So they didn't have to do a nationwide search. It was actually a very rapid search uh, that they did. It, it, pretty much they wanted her. Um, Harvard Corporation, the, the the board of Harvard. That's it's it's what they wanted. So so they did. By the way, uh, so here's a great tweet from from some that the the Twitter account is CEO lawyer. Harvard University president is no longer a black woman, but a white Zionist man. Claudine Gay resigns, and immediately Alan Garber is appointed. Israel did all of this to take control of one of America's most prestigious universities. Welcome to the United States of Israel, where you can criticize America, its president, and every government official, but you cannot criticize Israel. I have to tell you one great sadness in this whole story. If I am sad and mournful about one aspect of this entire Claudine Gay story, it is this one detail. To my knowledge, not a single Jewish space laser was used in this entire sordid affair. If you got Jewish space lasers, why don't you use them? Uh, and they, did, they didn't even like secretly communicate through the Jewish space lasers to make this happen. I'm, I'm terribly disappointed in, in the whole thing. No Jewish space lasers were used in taking out Claudine Gay. I, I, they said, look, Marjorie Taylor Greene told me they had them. They haven't even used them against Hamas. Oh, well, we have to move on. When we come back, the president, he's having trouble with Hispanic voters. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.